0: Does it seem like the problems today are gigantic, huge, and overwhelming? Does it seem like the battles you're fighting are impossible to win?
1: Rockville Radio 7.77 is on the web. Each podcast, we bring you interviews and music with a goal of lifting up the name, above all names, Jesus, the rock of our salvation, straight from the Rockville Radio 7.77 studio here in Southern
0: California. Keep a keen focus. Chuck Swindoll, in his book called Great Attitudes, I quoted that before, uh, an episode or so ago. Great Attitudes is the book, and page 32, 52, sorry, page 52, Swindoll says this, Get this straight and never forget it. You will not stand alone when outnumbered or stand tall when tested or stand firm when discouraged if your focus remains on the odds. Your eyes must be trained on the Lord. It is helpful for us to remember that our eyes are focused on one of four places at all times. On our circumstances, on others, on ourself, or on the Lord. If they focus on one of the first three and not on the Lord, we will drift and ultimately fail. We must cultivate a keen focus on the Lord, not on the odds. What a great thing Chuck Swindoll says there in that book. A couple of years back, January 2019, good friend of mine, John, and I, we drove over to the Norton Simon Museum. I don't know those who are not familiar with the Pasadena area in Southern California may not, may not have heard of the Norton Simon Museum, but you've seen it if you've ever watched the Rose Parade on television. It's that uh, kind of a grayish-looking building with a, kind of a smokestack or so on top, Um, white trim on the top there. As the floats travel down Colorado Boulevard, they uh, always usually go right in front of that building. And in that building, uh, John and I, we went this one particular Saturday of January of 2019. Uh, We were going through the museum, and they have lots of paintings from lots of different periods. One of the paintings that really stood out, and I really knew it was the Lord bringing that to my attention, was a painting called David Slaying Goliath. And the painting, if you're not familiar with it, you can go online to the website for the Norton Simon Museum, and you can actually see it there on the uh, art page that they have. It was painted by Peter Paul Rubens. He's a Flemish painter who painted it in the year 1616. It's an oil painting. And... uh, The painting shows David taking Goliath's sword and he's about to chop off Goliath's head. And that is taken, it's a marvelous painting too. It's a very colorful and you can see Goliath on the ground and David's got his foot on Goliath's head and some blood is on Goliath's head where Goliath has been hit by a rock in the skull. And uh, in the background there, you can see a battle going on. And this is taken from 1 Samuel, chapter 17, where it talks about David and Goliath. Let's pause for a moment and say a word of prayer. Lord, I want to ask you just to forgive me for my sins. And I just pray for someone today who is facing gigantic problems, who doesn't know how to, and they may not know how to deal with gigantic problems. And you tell us right here in this passage what we can do. And I just pray that you would help us all when we're facing our giants to let you fight the battle. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, there are several key things in this passage here about David and Goliath, and maybe you've heard of this passage before, but I want to highlight a few things that come to mind. And the first thing here is that... Uh, when you're facing a a battle, when you're fighting a battle and you feel like giving up because you feel like it's a losing, it's a lost cause, the first thing is back to what you just heard me read from Chuck Swindoll. If you see only the problems and how huge they are, you're going to give in to your fear. You're going to be allowing the odds to overwhelm you. In this particular chapter here of First Samuel 17, you find this in uh, verses 11 through 24. And here we, we understand that it says right here, uh, this is when the um, Israelites, their army was facing the Philistines and Saul at the time was the king. And it says right here in verse 11, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. See the words that they were. The words that they heard from the giant were, uh, "He said this. Goliath said this. I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together." And uh, he was making a deal with them that uh, they just, instead of using the entire armies against each other, uh, someone would come out and fight him. Uh, then. That would determine the battle, whichever soldier won, Goliath or the representative for Israel. So we see right here that they saw him and they were greatly afraid. They were dismayed and greatly afraid. And this is like, again, as we mentioned here, you don't want to be looking at the odds. That's not something you want to do. Max Lucado Another really excellent pastor and Christian author has a book called Facing Your Giants. And this is was written several years back. And on the back cover uh, of his book, it says here, Focus on giants, you stumble. Focus on God, your giants tumble. And this, is, this book too is an excellent book to read when you're in the same situation, when you're in this situation that we're talking about right now. If you listen to other people, sometimes there are those who will encourage you, but sometimes there are those who will discourage you. Um, If you're trying to deal with a major and significant problem, other people can discourage you. Now, this we find in the same passage here of 1 Samuel 17. Around verse 28, you find this. It uh, says this, it's talking about, um, well, actually, verse 26. Then David spoke to the men who were standing by him, saying, What will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and take, takes away the reproach from Israel? For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should taunt the armies of the living God? And the people answered him in accord with this word, saying, Thus it will be done for the man who kills him now eliab the his oldest brother, this is David's oldest brother speaking, heard when he spoke to the men, and Eliab's anger burned against David, and he said, "Why have you come down, and with whom have you left those few sheep in the wilderness So he's insulting David, "I know your insolence and your wickedness of your heart and the wickedness of your heart, for you have come down in order to see the battle so Translation, he's reading David's mind. He knows what how David's thinking here, according to Eliab. But David said, "What have I done now? Was it not just a question? And um, so here is his own brother, somebody in your own family. people, sometimes people in your own family can be a big discouragement to you and even close friends. So you want to be careful who you are listening to in a time when you are trying to deal with something significant or um, overwhelming in your life. Here's another thing that you should do when you're um, when things are looking like they're out of control, you need to think about what God can do and what you have seen him do in the past. Now, this is found in verse 37, and I'm going to turn there. If, that's, if, if you hear the pages turning, that's because I've got a, a New American Standard Bible here that is, uh, if I've had this thing for a number of years, and it's kind of worn out here. Anyway, 1 Samuel 17, verse 37, And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear... He will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul, then finally the king, Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. And um, so David is recalling what he has seen God do in his past. And... um, that's why I love to i I loved sharing that story with you about the painting by Peter Paul Rubens that I saw at the Norton Simon Museum a couple of years ago because I saw that painting god God gave me that opportunity to see that painting a few months before I was about to face some major trials, some major, gigantic, enormous problems that were overwhelming. And I didn't know that that painting and this passage of scripture would be something I would be going back to when the trouble hit me a few months after I saw that painting. But God has a way of preparing us for what we're going to face. And um, That January of 2019, the following month, my mother, who was living at the time, had to be moved out of her home. She was 93. She had really nowhere to go, and um, she had developed dementia to the point where she couldn't live with any of the family, and none of us could take care of her. She needed professional help. So at that point, we began to pray, I began to pray, and had some friends at church pray, Uh, to find a place for her i had to make that decision within a 24-hour period so i don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that before but having to make a a quick decision like that for a loved one especially a parent your mother is a horrible place to be because you don't know whose hands you're placing them into who who you who you're going to be? You don't know the people you're going to be trusting, whether you can trust them or not. And as it turned out, the Lord opened the door and we were able to place her in a local memory care facility right here, about fifteen minutes from my home. So I was able to go visit her every day until she passed away. But that was an enormous challenge, an enormous Goliath of a problem. Because of the cost, because of the logistics of moving her, and uh, a number of things involved there, and I can look back on that now. And not just that, but there are many things that I can look back back over the years and um, problems, enormous challenges that I saw the Lord take care of, and I made a list. I have a list on the kitchen table of some things like that that go back decades. And I need to periodically look at that list to remember, to remind myself, this is what God can do. When the impossible, when you're facing the impossible, you have a God who can do the impossible. And he is faithful and he has done it time and time again in my life. And I know he's done it in yours as well, if you know him. Uh, There's always a part that you have to play in the story. That's another point here. And preparation is very important if you're hoping to see a victory. If you're hoping to see God uh, come bring about a great victory from a tremendous, gigantic challenge. This is found in verse 40 of 1 Samuel 17. It says here that David talks about how David... And he took his stick in his hand and chose for himself five smooth stones from the brook and put them in the shepherd's bag, which he had even in his pouch. And his sling was in his hand and he approached the Philistine. You know, so he wouldn't need, he wasn't going to need the five stones, but he was prepared. He was prepared. He had five stones and only one is what he needed. But he did prepare for the battle. Uh, we also must remember that god is bigger and stronger than any gigantic and enormous overwhelming problem we will ever face and this is the key part of the whole passage right here god is bigger and stronger and can do the impossible when david finally came face to face with goliath david said this to him he said um This day the Lord will deliver you up into my hands, and I will strike you down and remove your head from you. And I will give the dead bodies of the army of the Philistines this day to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel, and that all this assembly may know that the Lord does not deliver by sword or by spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and he will give you into our hands. Make... The note of that right there, that speech. The battle is the Lord's. That is the key verse to me. That is the key verse in the entire illustration here. Pastor Greg Laurie, another excellent pastor and author, has a book called Dealing with Giants, How to Face the Hardships and Challenges of Life. Toward the end of his book, Pastor Greg Laurie says this, on page 77 of his book. If you find yourself in a season of extreme difficulty right now, a period of disappointment and discouragement, I would suggest to you that the Lord might be preparing you today for something He will do in your life tomorrow or beyond. You need to learn the lessons that He has for you to learn in this valley you're in, this time of difficulty. And there is a particular area of your life that is controlling you. Now, and if there is a particular area of your life that is controlling you, oppressing you, tearing you down, or blocking, you path, blocking your path, it's time to face your giant. It's time to realize the battle is not yours, but the Lord's. This is from Greg Laurie, who's quoting the same passage that we're talking about. So, I want you to remember today that this battle that you're facing, whatever it is, is the Lord's battle. And I would like you to pray with me now. And if you don't know Jesus as your Savior, then you've been fighting the battles all by yourself. And you haven't had anybody helping you. But if you pray this prayer, you'll, you will have His help. Lord Jesus I uh, repent of my sins. I am a sinner. I uh, I want you to take control of my life. I want you to fight my battles. I want to know that uh, whenever I face anything that's challenging or overwhelming, that I don't have to f- do all the fighting by myself anymore, that this these battles will be yours. And um, so I... Willingly, submit my life to you and ask you to take control. In Jesus' name, amen. Our Father
1: in heaven, hallowed be your holy name. We love you, we praise you. Worship You You are our God Faithful and true There's no one like You Hosanna, Hosanna Dear Jesus, I are Almighty they fail to praise, praise and worship you. If you, you said the rocks would sing. We worship you. You are a god, faithful and true. There's no one like you. Rocks would cry out, rocks would cry out, rocks would cry out your name. We worship you, you are our God. Faithful and true, there's no one like you. Cry out, the rocks would cry out with praise. Rocks would cry out, rocks would cry out, the rocks would cry out your name. Rocks would cry out, rocks would cry out, the rocks would cry out with praise. Rocks would cry out, rocks would. Rocks will cry out your name.